Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. That would make me your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. We are there. We are. Wait, we are where? Mount Salea? We are, Mount Salea. No, man, we're at minute number 90. Number 90. Um... Can I stop you right there? Sure. So not only are we at minute 90 of the search for Spock. Really? Not only. Wow. This is also, <laughs> listen, this is also our 200th episode of the Star Trek Minute. Fantastic. How cool is that? That is very cool. Yeah. So I'm very uh, excited. Good working with you. 200 episodes. Yeah. We've probably All talked, right. I don't know how many hours that adds up to. That's, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> a lot, yes. We've been, we've been yapping a lot about only two Star Trek movies so far. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, so congratulations, man. 200 episodes. Yes, yes. And thank you to all the listeners who have stuck with us for those 200 minutes. Yeah, man. <laughs> you guys are patient. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. What are we talking about in Minute 90. So this is minute number 90, and this minute starts with uh, Kirk and company carrying Spock off the bird of prey. Mm-hmm. And this minute ends with Spock uh, laying on an altar? Question mark? Okay. An altar? Perhaps. Could be. So um, only like one line of dialogue in the whole thing, right? Yep. But I gotta say, I really dig this minute. There's a there's a lot of cool stuff happening there, here. There is, and um, so one of the things that I, obviously I said last minute was we were talking about like the Vulcan technology, and there is none, and they um, they sort of do things with a sense of the mysticism, you know, the Vulcan mysticism. This minute definitely plays that entire aspect up. Oh and, yeah. And I absolutely and I absolutely love it. Yeah, me too. I'll try and find something I don't like though, just to disagree with you. Oh yeah, of course. Just cause trouble. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so the the crew comes down and Uhura gets a hug, um, which is you know, nice touch. Yep. Um, and Sarek is awaiting above. Yep. And do you think they're all like, oh god, that's a lot of stairs? That's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> I think McCoy has probably got the best face for it. He's like, what? Man, I'm tired. So I found interesting is that after, you know, Kirk gets the, the hug and, you know, Sarek is waiting above, uh, Ohura steps in, grabs the, you know, the plat, the, what Spock is laying on. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Savick do an about face and look to walk the other way. Oh, isn't that interesting? So she's not even carrying Spock anymore. And I don't know if that's so she can put her jacket on, maybe. Mm. Wait a minute, i got to put my jacket on. <laughs> well, I can, geez, I think there's all sorts of, we could speculate all sorts of reasons what's going on here. Mm. Um, you know, in much the way a funeral, you know, if somebody's going to carry, you know, the pallbearers or whatever, it's usually close friends and family and stuff. So, yeah. um, 
if I was going to choose out of this group of people, it would be the whole original crew, right? Right. Be the ones yeah. carrying him. Mm. Um, even though we know Savick and, and Spock have a, you know, have a different you know, relationship that's... Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think I talked about this week, I don't know if it was last last minute or Monday, um, <clears throat> talked a little bit about Savick has never been on Vulcan before. She's never been invited. It's, you know, she yep. feels a little bit of a, you know, I don't know if an outcast is probably, I might be stretching a bit there, but um, so it could be something to do with that. Like she just wants to hang back because she's not feeling comfortable, you know, being on Vulcan, knowing that she's half Vulcan, half Romulan. So maybe she's just going to quietly stay behind, not stay behind with the ship, but just kind of hang back. In the, in the yeah. Rear. So I, yeah. Um, not to fast forward too much, but during bulk of this minute, that's the only scene we see her in. Is this one here? Yes. Oh. And um, and to your point, never been on Vulcan, and maybe she's not invited. Yeah. You know, maybe that's maybe she does stay with the ship. Again, I'm not privy to. I'm just saying this right now, and you know, I don't want you guys going rushing to the the Facebook page and being like, in minute ninety seven. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to get there when we get there. So I don't know if she does appear and we just don't happen to see her. I'm just speculating right now based on the information that I have that it looks like she doesn't about face. She doesn't appear in any other portion of this minute. So for my speculation, she stays with the ship. Okay. She might be, she might be later in this minute, but I think I'd be guessing, but we'll have to see. Um, And yeah, having watched it, it said you're just watching one minute at a time without fresh memory. I can, right. I can see why I'd be like, hey, wait, I don't know what happens to her. Uh, all right. Well, then they start they start walking, right? Yep. And um, we get this cool shot of the gong ringer. Mm. Another look at uh, uh, Vulcan fashion. And I guess we wouldn't even call it fashion, right? These guys are, this is you know clearly a... Um, this is all for ceremony. Yeah, so, so thank you. I was, I was struggling with the ceremonial. These are probably a lot of this stuff that we're seeing here: is ceremonial mm-hmm. robes and, and and whatnot, and costuming. And uh, but he looked. He does look pretty cool. Yeah. We also get a closer look at um, that light. Uh, if you see the, mm-hmm. I'm assuming one of the priests in the background is holding like a staff and looks like it has some sort of some sort of light source in, in it. Yep. So I think, I think that might've been what the people may have been carrying. Yeah. I think that's, um, is that Tilda Swinson? Uh, could be <laughs> Swinson Swanson. Wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 No, that's a, you do get a good look at it. Good look at it. So I also like the, uh, the nice, not callback, but the gong that he's ringing is, mm. uh, you know, that, that the shape of that gong is, you see it a little bit, uh, further in the minute, it's uh, right out of other ceremonial stuff we saw um, in the original series. We said they were there was that gong that got rung um, in a muck time or mock time. Mm. Yeah, so that was a nice nice call back there. Very cool. Yeah, I really like, and I don't think I've ever really paid it attention. So I'm grateful for the podcast. The the reverse angle shot of 
uh, after the gong gets rung and then the camera's way way back up looking down into the altar but from behind yeah yeah so this is the this is the thing they fly by that we originally were like or i was originally like hey they're gonna land on this this is the this is the structure right yeah uh, yeah i'm pretty sure there's the two structures one out further out on the on the walkway or whatever yeah you're right but it looks it, i don't know it just it, it's a it's a, i'm sure the bulk of this is a matte painting or whatever but it it looks awesome agreed yeah i think it looks very cool yeah. and i'm assuming do you think all of those um around the outside ring there's like all those cubes those do you think like those, seats? Are those seats yeah yeah i dig it i think um uh, the only thing I, I don't know, I'm just looking for stuff, right? So the other structure that they're coming out of, mm. um, you know, it's like a tower of some sort. Yep. You get this nice line of light coming out where they, you know, yeah, it makes me think of Tron. <laughs> really? Yeah, there was, um, I think it was, it was the IO towers or whatever that the, in the original Tron when, um, you know, they had those structures with just, you know, these big, all these big walls and cylinders, but there'd be just a, you know, a slice up the center and you'd get all this right. fun glow. That's so... I'm always looking for. Again, these are all movies from right right around the same few years, right? We keep referencing all this, like, uh, uh, you know, early to mid '80s films. Um, but yeah, that was a favorite of mine. So the next shot is is uh, the high priestess uh, yep. Talar. Yep. Kind of, I don't know, spreading her wings. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of yeah opening her cloak up a little bit and in sort of a come to me gesture i guess is what yeah. i would call it yeah it's very theatrical mm. what's the um do you know if there's anything you know anything about the uh uh the statue behind her i don't um and i actually was curious to see if it was you know it's not the same shape as the gong so it's right i i'm actually reading into it that it's a it's a hand and almost looks like a hand doing the vulcan the vulcan salute. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Kind I can, of. I can sort of see it's very abstract. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it actually has the right number of fingers. One, two, it three, does. four. Yeah, and it's split with yeah. the right. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 vaguely hand shaped. Mm. Um, so, I think that was pretty cool. Um, then we cut to this reverse shot of them coming across, or just about to come down the stairs, and. A couple things. The the uh, I don't know. You're gonna have to help me. So on either side of the I don't know the walkway, and maybe it's part of the other structure across the bridge. What what are those? Like the I don't even know how to describe them. They're like lit up. Yep. It, it, it's very original series to me. It makes me. Think I was of gonna something. say yeah. I was just gonna say like they were like um, like if you were to shave like rock. And it's like there's like some sort of like light source behind those rocks. So it's like very thin rock mm. that you can sort of it's almost opaque, but you can see the light through it. Yep. Yep. That's what I was thinking it was. Yeah. And, it is, and there's something about it that makes me think of the original series because mm. it looks the, the whatever it is, whatever they use to 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 pull it off looks, uh, uh, I don't know, low tech. You know, they didn't shave a rock. Right. They did right. They just get something else going on there. But oh, it's probably like paper mache or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, 
Um, mm. And then you and I talked about this a little bit offline because I was trying to figure out. So there are, uh, and I'm going to use the terminology from the credits. These are Vulcan maidens. Uh, I'm not labeling them as maidens, but these are Vulcan maidens that are carrying Spock. Um, and we're trying to figure out, I don't think they're not, they're not actually carrying him. No, they're not carrying him. He's uh, floating. So that, yeah, so that was like the, the joke we made last minute was that the the crew was carrying him down the plank. And um, we joke, like, well, don't they have technology to, to have a hover table or something? Mm. And, and sure enough, here we go. Yeah, so, and I mean, it's, yeah, because it looks like, it looks almost like they're holding on to him from above, but... You know, really, when you look at it closely, they're just kind of, if anything, keeping them from floating away. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we get too much further, one of the uh, one of the scenes that had gotten cut from the movie, um, it's referenced in the script. It's in the novel. Um, it's it's uh, probably would have occurred just before this scene. It was as they were bringing Spock up the stairs. Mm. Um, you know, they're all, you know, Kirk's, I think it's from Kirk's per- perspective, that his, you know, his legs are starting to ache, and obviously, right, it looked like a million stairs ahead of, ahead of climb. Yeah. Um, but there's this moment where uh, a young child kind of steps out from the crowd. Um, she lets go of her father's hand. She walks with great di- dignity to Spock's side and followed for a few paces. She looked down into his face, saluted him, and whispered, live long and prosper, Spock. Oh. And she slipped away and vanished into the crowd again. I think that would have been again. I don't know. Just, yeah, that would have been that would have been a great moment. Yeah, it's just an interesting, interesting decision for the things that mm. get cut. Um, you know, what would have been even cooler is if that little girl turns out to be the Vulcan from uh, number six in the Undiscovered Country, the one that he mentors in that movie. That oh. would have been a great way to stitch those together. Oh wow, that would have been cool. That would have been tricky, though, right? Eight time-wise, but... Yeah, that would have been a yeah, nice touch. No, it would have been a nice, been nice touch. touch. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to remember her name. It's not yeah, Pelagris. It's a... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It's a V. I think it's a V, a v name. Is it? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> it was Kim Cattrall. Yeah, it was Kim, Kim Cattrall's character. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I would like another, another scene I would have liked them to leave in and, and it's, and again, it's all of this stuff, not because like, oh, this movie stunk and they really need to add these things in. It was just like, these would have been just nice little touches. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been, yeah, it would have definitely been a nice little moment. Yep. Um, okay. So from there, uh, we get our first real good look at, uh, Talar, Mm -hmm. who's the Vulcan high priestess. Um, yep. And um, played by Dame Judith Anderson, who is, I guess, for uh, just reading some of uh, Leonard Nimoy's biography, this is one of his, uh, I guess, one of his prouder moments uh, of of casting uh, that he was able to get her uh, for this. So she's really, I guess, she's an actress that, you know, her heyday was really in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Mm. Um, And... I, I, you know, looking at her, you know, MDB, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't recognize a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm not, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
but this is one of the he she I think she came kind of out of retirement um, for this because I think the, the last thing she had been in was in, in the seventies. Mm. Um, so he was able to talk her into into this uh, into this role, and then she only did a couple things afterwards. So this is one of the one of the last things last thing she did on screen. Mm. But she definitely brings that the right the right vibe for it. Oh yeah, she has she has a presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I totally buy into the fact that she is like what are, I don't know, the head priest, the priestess, the head cleric, the she's like the top dog. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like the most Vulcan. Mm. Right? You know, just the there's it's all it's all logic. There's no emotion there and um, Right. You know, you just feel it. I wonder what she thought, you know, when they, they, you know, he brought her on board and uh, the first time she showed up for, you know, wardrobe and getting the ears and everything. I wonder how surreal that was for her. Because I'm sure right, she yeah. didn't, you know, she doesn't have any science fiction in her background, right? So this must have been like, what did I sign up for? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pulls it off magnificently. She's, she's for me, I guess it's one of the... Uh, She's one of those um, symbols of, of, of Vulcan. You know, it's it's a you know it's a character we don't. I don't think we see her again. I don't think she appears anywhere else. But she's one of those she's one of those Vulcan figures. You know, that's that stands right. out. All right. So uh, this the scene switches to the crew coming down the steps, and this is where I said I think Savick is in the back, but I'm not sure. You, you said you weren't. You didn't think she was in here. I didn't. I don't necessarily. I mean, I see Kirk and McCoy, and then Sulu and Uhura, and then we see Chekhov and Scotty, and yeah. then it switches to. But there's a there's a coat behind between Chekhov and Scotty. Is there? Yeah, with the pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe I, I guess. I, yeah, maybe I, that is her. I think that's her, but you don't really you don't see her face, so I don't know. Mm. Um, and then we get this, this, we get this fun moment you were chuckling at offline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scene, so the scene switches to the guard and he, um, he gets in front of Kirk to prevent him from going any further. And Shatner sort of rolls. He gives, I, I don't even know if it's a rolling of the eye look or what it is, but it's sort of like a, hmm. You know, it's like, a, come on, man. Yeah, he looks like I, a... I, I just went through hell and back to get this guy, and he's my best friend, and whatever. Yeah, he looks like the cartoon version of Shatner when he makes that face. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. But the the guard is like, he's all serious. He's all business. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um that guard is uh Danny Nero, played by Danny Nero. Yep. Um, he's been uh that was actually not. One of the first things he was in, he was in a class reunion uh, before this, Search for Saga. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 2. He played a thug. <laughs> um, and then he did mostly some uh, some TV stuff after that, most recently in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Danny Nero. Yeah. It's a cool gig. I played a Vulcan guard. Yeah. I mean, hey, that would be... Crewman number five, if it would get me on the set. <laughs> do you think? Um, so, do you think he's got pretty, you know, pretty elaborate outfit on, and he's got the cool, um, 
I think we called it a spear, but I don't know what it is. It's very another ceremonial type thing. Yeah. Um, but do you think the headgear he's wearing? Do you think he's got pointy ears? Like, did they bother putting the pointy ears on the actor no, because his ears you can are see covered? Him. You oh, can, you can see his ears. Yep. So the the fabric comes over his ears a little bit, but you can you can definitely see. If it's about mm, second fifty six, you get a good shot of his ear. <laughs> We're gonna, ear gate. That's ear. I was gonna say that'll be the. Uh, <clears throat> Do you ever think you'd say that? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, second, second fifty-six. You get a good shot of yeah. his ear. <laughs> good shot of his ears. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. It just kind of blends into his robes. Yeah. Um. So the minute ends with uh, Spock has been kind of laid upon the altar uh, by the Vulcan maidens, and they've uh, they just kind of walk away, and Talar is getting ready to get the party started or we don't know what yep. we don't know what's about to happen right so, so yeah this, so at this point we're like all right what's what's with all the ceremony and there's two tables up there <laughs> two altars two and spock altars. is on one of them yes mm. i'm gonna start putting two and two together mm. Mm. but we're not there no we'll have to wait cliffhanger mm -hmm. so what do you think uh any other notes for a minute 90? Um, nope, I'm nope. good. Our 200th episode? Are you? Yeah, congratulations, dude. Yeah, are you sick of talking about Star Trek yet? No, I'm just getting into it. All right. You want me to ask you again when we get to 400? Yeah, that might be a little different. <laughs> 400 will put us where? 400 will probably put us into the final frontier. Yeah, I would say easily into the final frontier. Yeah, so you're right. We probably will be exhausted by that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up? Okay. Sounds good. Cool. And folks, we're going to uh, head out for the weekend. Uh, we'll see you again on Monday. Um, if you've been enjoying Star Trek Minute, formerly known as Wrath of Khan Minute, 200 episodes in the bank, um, if you've been enjoying it, uh, why don't you head out to StarTrekMinute.com and drop a couple bucks into our digital tip jar. Um, every donation you make goes back to keeping the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. Uh, so it be much appreciated. Please and thank you. Um, and yeah, we'll be back again for uh, episode 201, minute 91 of A Search for Spock here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.